Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode. I am so excited for this one. Um, I have Emily on the podcast, also known as, is it ethogenic? Entheogenic, Emily. Entheogenic, okay. Well, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi, well, thank you for having me. I'm Entheogenic Emily, and I am really interested in Entheogenic as a human quality. Uh, because after experiencing psychedelics enough, it's really turned into a psychedelic life. And mm. I'm just fascinated by that. Cool. So forgive me. I, I really don't even know what that word means, ethiogenic or ethiogenic. Oh, yeah. So entheogenic is another word for psychedelic. And oh, the cool. root of it, um, if you've heard, so psychedelics are all the, also known as entheogens. And oh, yeah, so entheogenic is sort of the quality that um, they sort of call it like the God mind quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, like the higher consciousness. Yeah, it's okay. cool too because when you get into the entomology of it, um, entheo is also the root for enthusiasm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which so it's almost like giving me the energy of like the sun, you know, like this cosmic just like radiance. Yes, yes. Consciousness. Mm-hmm. All about following what lights you up. Cool. So on your journey with, um, okay, say the word one more time, entheogenics? Entheogens, or en- entheogens, entheogens would be the proper term, yeah. Okay, okay, entheogens. So along, like, your journey with them, what was kind of the first um, psychedelic you started with, and also how did you kind of um, get into it? Well, let, let's start first with how we found each other. So you have an Instagram page, right? Where, yes. and I was just um, looking at, at it, you do a lot of like singing and sharing about your wisdom. Yeah. So that is where we found each other, right? On Was it TikTok or Instagram? It was Instagram. It was actually through Forbidden Kingdom this year because of Astra during LS Dream, um, because I had my own like mind blowing experience with that. And then everyone was posting about it. So I was trying to figure out like who did that. Um, wow. And all that, yeah. And I so didn't I know that. That's so special. Yeah. <laughs> so well, shout just out to, uh, the magic for making that happen. Yeah, that was amazing. That's definitely like, a line. So, and then, yeah, I remember I, I started like looking at your page. I was like, wow, this girl's really sharing some serious wisdom. Um, psychedelic healing is definitely something I'm very passionate about sharing with the world. So yeah, I'm curious kind of like what got you on the journey originally? And then um, what did you start with? Oh, yeah. So let's see. My parents were actually psychologists and psychiatrists. So I was really raised on like the pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also fractured my back when I was 16. So that's when I was really introduced to like the muscle relaxers. And I started dealing with like pain and needing the relief. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And through that, I found cannabis which was mm-hmm. such a relief because of the lack of side effects compared to everything else that I was on basically. And I started finding that it literally helped with everything yeah. um, that I was dealing with at the time um, because my injury also led to a lot of like social issues and um, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression and all of that. And it just literally helped with everything. Um, but when my parents caught me with that a few months later, um, they started drug testing me for it. And so I sort of switched to like abusing the prescription pills that I was already taking, one of which was Mm -hmm. Ambien. 
And I actually accidentally tripped on it and I realized that I liked it and I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sort of led me along the journey of like, I think finding other people that were sort of into that stuff. And eventually I found mushrooms. And it was interesting because my first experience with that, um, I know that people had said like not to take it when you're in a bad energy and all of that. And Mm -hmm. at that time I was like not spiritual at all. Um, I had taken it after a fight with my mom and it Mm -hmm. somehow still gave me the experience that I needed. I didn't even Mm -hmm. trip. I literally sat in the bathtub with a bath bomb. I watched Harry Potter and it was just Mm -hmm. healing. And it was like really what I needed to sort of calm down. Um, And I had another experience with MDMA, but I think because I was taking Adderall at the time, it didn't work for me Mm -hmm. Um, because I tried it later on and had a much different experience. Um, But then finally um, I moved out and I moved to Florida, which is where I always wanted to live. Um, And I was living in this beautiful apartment complex where there was a lot of nature around. And so I took mushrooms again. And that was the first time that I experienced unconditional love and Mm. like real mother energy because of the earth energy. And that Mm -hmm. just was like really life-changing because I experienced a lot with cannabis, but that was just something Mm. different that really woke me up. Yeah, mushrooms really just have a way of getting you in tune to like that pure earth love energy that really nothing else does in my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the closest thing I found is like real friendship, which only came with, I think, attracting it after really experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, de- I definitely relate to um, feeling like that, that um, same love in relationships. But I mean, that same love could be present in relationships, you know, for, you know, my experience but I almost wouldn't be able to open myself up to the love that was already there you know without the help of those substances actually that's the other part of it that's a challenge (laughs) yeah I mean just like eat and I like how you said um when you did the uh, mushrooms in your bathtub you didn't trip it was just like a very small microdose because really when it comes to shrooms I think that's all you need just to kind of soften the heart and kind of get you in tune with art with with the energy and the love that's already there I totally agree. I found that I love microdosing mushrooms and I'll macrodose with acid. And that works. Mm, oof, macrodose with acid. So what is like a macrodose with acid? Well, I guess you? honestly, I prefer just like a normal regular dose. Like I'll take a tab or maybe mm. depending on how strong it is, a tab and a half. And that seems to be mm. the right dose for me. If I do less than that, it's not usually what I'm looking yeah. for, but somewhere like right in the middle. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like with um, acid, I like to do kind of even like more amount or less. I personally don't do acid so much because I feel like when I do, I'm integrating for so long. Like yeah. it really shoots me up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had really interesting experiences with acid because I was like so scared of it for the longest time and just of it not being uh, more mm. natural, quote unquote, yeah. Um, yeah. especially after all of the pharmaceuticals. But um, mm. <clears throat> PDC was my first festival in November and I had the opportunity and I so much feel like it puts me where mm. I want to be all the time. And just being able to be around that energy has helped me to sort of match it in real life and figure out how to like bridge that. hundred percent. I really like how you said that. Um, so when you were talking about Adderall, I definitely relate to that. I have a um, prescription. It's not um, specifically Adderall. I was on that in high school and then it kind of shifted to these off-brand things. Right. But um Let's talk about how it's one chemical compound away from meth. Oh my God. It's so <laughs> real. I mean, I feel like it's insane because people do know how toxic it is. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I know that it can help and I'm not mm-hmm. 
going to turn down everyone's experience. However, yeah. I'm still recovering from not being able to eat. And I still feel like yeah. I can go like days without eating if I'm not careful about it mm. uh, because it literally shrunk my stomach. Yeah. And the overthinking and the patterns that um, it can cause, I feel like it causes a pathway of that overthinking and that's so dangerous. Um, and I don't know, it can be fine in small doses, but I just feel like I, I would yeah. never touch it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel too. I can't deny the fact that it does help me you know, like, because um, I'm not going to say that my ADHD limits me, but it is easier to do things like something so simple that I just like, for some reason, wouldn't do for months. And then I take the Adderall and then I do it. And then I'm like, yo, let's go. And I know that, you know, I'm capable of being able to do that with my own discipline, but it does, you know, help. But regardless of how much it helps, like it just doesn't have a desirable effect on my mind, body, spirit at all. Yeah, I've literally found better results with coffee. Bags, right? Like it was something like else, like it just like, and sometimes then I'll just like go hyper-focused, but then do something so stupid, like on my phone. (laughs) I can totally really, I remember being in high school and like, instead of studying for finals, I would just binge Pinterest projects, like nerdy Pinterest (laughs) projects all night. I would like look through my whole photo gallery and then like edit like I don't know some obscure like thing or make playlists and then I'd be like word (laughs) and then also just like this like just like the feeling you know like you were talking about like the overthinking like Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's specifically overthinking because I feel like I um I kind of overthink quite often especially on cannabis um because I've been doing it so much recently but um I almost feel like just very like not good honestly that's that's the only way like I just even took mine yesterday and I was just like I don't feel good no it's definitely like a body thing it's like sort of like weird and achy it's like a depleted yes with all the energy but it feels it's like you can tell that it's coming from that source and that feels yeah 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 It's, it's very much dopamine based yeah um and you know I think that even though it's like these um, pharmaceuticals are harmful having an experience with them gives us kind of like um the I'm sorry I'm on a um sorry everyone my sister just came in instead of yeah, saying sorry everyone listening my younger sister Lily is being very rude because I was in her room so as I was saying um (laughs) having the um pharmaceutical like experience even though it has been harmful it is helpful yeah one second let me just continue that all right just had to uh serve it to my little sister but we're back guys so as I was saying um that pharmaceutical, like, even though the experience, like, I definitely look back on my high school and I was like, things would have been so much better if I wasn't prescribed and didn't take Adderall. However, having the experience with them really gives us kind of like both sides of the story that we need. About psychedelic. A little bit. Okay, you cut out for a second there, but you're, you're good now. But I missed what you said. Okay. Oh, you missed what I said? Okay. Um, I said that you know, even though psych- the pharmaceutical companies, like the pharmaceutical experience and everything, you know, 
even though it was definitely harmful, like I look back on my high school experience and I look about how much better I would have been if I wasn't, you know, taking Adderall. It definitely gives us both sides of the story that I think we need to be able to share the wisdom of, you know, these plant medicines. Because yeah. if we didn't know how harmful the pharmaceuticals were, then we wouldn't kind of like have that point of view firsthand. I totally agree. It definitely it gave gives the context for those later experiences. Mm. Have you had, so I know you talked about, um, you know, your journey with pain medicines, right? Yes. So how was that? I personally never, um, my closest experience to that was um, my wisdom teeth and my, my mom wouldn't even let me handle my own um, Tylenol. So how was that experience uh, like just you know, working with those pharmaceuticals, those really strong ones. Yeah, well, it was really interesting because, you know, part of it is I didn't realize that I was literally dissociating and out of my body until last summer mm-hmm. from the time that I was a kid. So I think I was feeling it much less severely than I could have been um, mm-hmm. because my chronic pain didn't even start until after I moved out of the house, which I think is fascinating. Um, but that being said, I remember being really scared to take the pain meds at first um, because I was told that they were going to make me feel quote-unquote loopy and I never had an experience with that until that point Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what that meant Um, and all I remember is that they made me fall asleep and I just like didn't understand what the the point of it was and so Mm -hmm. I didn't like have any like they didn't appeal to me at that point Mm -hmm. Um, but that and then when I found cannabis it was like that was I think the next thing that I even tried so I already knew what worked for me Um, and then once I started getting drug tested, because I, I didn't get any pain medication after the muscle relaxers. Now that I think about it, I haven't actually gone back to to this in a very long time. Um, but anyway, after I started getting drug tested, I started taking my mom's pain pills, um, because my mom has like her own trauma and her own, uh, Mm -hmm. cocktail that she would take. Um, so I would take her Percocet Mm. and that was interesting because I feel like the mental aspect of it appealed to me more because it would help my stress so much and it would chill me out so much um, that I could like relax and I could like research the things that I wanted to and I would forget about everything else that was going on Um, and I wouldn't say that I had an addiction but I definitely had a routine with it um, where I knew like the times that she would fall asleep and um, so that I could go and get it out of her bag or whatever. Um, and I feel like I ended up getting most of my pain relief through the anxiety things that I was taking, like Clonopin or Zedax or whatever mm-hmm. the thing was at the time. Um, but I would always end up back with cannabis, um, mm-hmm. like just somehow it was, it was like my body always knew. And so it got to a point where my parents realized that I wasn't going to stop. And they just were like, just smoke outside. But I mean, that, that took like five, six years of abuse yeah. to get there. That's, that's but, a long time. Yeah. And I think it's like um, important to note that like, you know, we don't, when we're using these um, pharmaceutical drugs, like they do help in some way, you know, and we're getting what we need somehow from them, you know, like as a society, People are taking Adderall, people are taking Xanax over the counter because it gives something that they need. But the thing is the whole other realm, you know, that you are sharing about this um, etheogenic, (laughs) I keep saying it wrong. It's okay. Etheogenic, that whole realm is giving the same thing that we need, but 
with less side effects, right? With more almost good for lack of better term. That's what I was going to say, less side effects and more benefits, which is like mm. shocking. <laughs> so I'm curious how kind of like your own spiritual journey and your own healing journey kind of overlapped with your psychedelic use. Yeah. So basically what happened is as soon as I moved, I was introduced to spirituality. So I was introduced to the Manifestation Babe podcast. If you've ever heard of that, it's like very centered around law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And I remember I tried one of the examples in that podcast, which was to shout thank you universe out your window. And I was having a really hard day and someone paid for my toll behind me when I didn't have the money. And that yeah. was mm-hmm. like, uh, kind of get me going. Mm-hmm. And it took about, I think seven months for me to access mushrooms after that. And so at that point I was like pretty deep into it. Like I've always been kind of like a fan girl and like someone that likes to go down the rabbit hole and just dive deep into Mm. whatever is lighting me up. And honestly, I think that was one of the first things in a while that I had found that did feel like it, it lit me up and I had lost my after, cause I, I uh, used to be a dancer. I got injured through dance. So um, after losing that, it kind of took a very long time for me to, feel that spark again and that was the first thing that really mm. it gave it back to me um for mm. real other than like the little things that it got me through before that um so anyway I think we, so like I found Gaia also pretty quickly if you've ever heard mm. of that it's basically like the uh spiritual Netflix it's amazing oh I love Gaia TV <laughs> I'm um, I would totally recommend it for literally everyone um because of the variety on st- of stuff on there but so when I took mushrooms I think I was able to connect a lot of the information that I had been getting from there with what I was receiving because I remember having like a uh a little notebook with me where I was writing down all of my downloads and so much of it sounded like what I had heard from uh, people that were channeling mm. um, and uh there were just so many synchronicities with that um and honestly it was like a weirdly paced journey after that because it took like also separate I I haven't been speaking to my parents for the last year um Mm -hmm. but while I was still in contact with them that would kind of bounce me back um Mm -hmm. every now and then and so I would kind of fall off um but when I went to EDC in November and I won taking acid for the first time, but also being in like a rave family for the first time after mm-hmm. experiencing all the family and friendship stuff that I've experienced. Like, so I, healing. yeah, I lived in Florida for four years and I only had one friend and then to Aww. fall into a family and like, I love her to death. I'm so, yeah, so, yeah. so entirely grateful for her. Like, you know, no shade at all. I yeah, of course. Um, and but being in like a group of women and men and also just total strangers and feeling that safe mm. and not loved for like an entire weekend. And also mm-hmm. I had dreamed about a festival for my entire life. Like I always loved EDM. I always loved music, but I, I mm-hmm. never had like access to that kind of thing. Mm. Um, until I, I literally live like 30 minutes away from the venue. So just to, you know, that was incredible. Um, but basically it was an entire weekend of like rewiring my brain I mean I remember the first night I had to leave a set the sky set early because I just felt like I needed to go sit down and I ended up in a soul retrieval for my inner teenager (laughs) yeah it's funny how those things work right you're like oh like I wish and then all of a sudden the universe is like no 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 no, just wait just wait literally (laughs) yeah so just you know after that it's like, you can't go back. 
No, you literally can't. Um, as soon as you start to like keep open that, like peep over the blindfold, you know, you cannot put it back on. Yeah. But the thing is like, I wouldn't trade it for the world, even though like, you know, things are more difficult, like just the feeling, the completeness, the fulfillment, the love, nothing can compare, you know, the more you see, the more you just like feel. It absolutely makes it all worth it. And I, and I never thought that I would feel that way, even, you know, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I was happy before and I, I thought I was spiritual before and like I was happy kind of like learning the information, but experiencing it is a whole other thing. And the embodiment of it, I think is what makes mm -hmm. it not special. The embodiment definitely is like embodiment and integration, you know, is like a whole, it's like half of the journey, you know, that many of us, I feel like we forget we have these experiences and then we kind of like go back and we're like, wait, integrating that, like becoming that, you know, cause we have yeah. those moments of clarity and then it kind of just gets passed as we go back into like the routine of everything else that's, you know, the world is giving to us. Yeah. And I kind of like love that these medicines don't really let you play when it comes to integration. It's a little bit different with cannabis. I think mm. when you're not being as intentional about it, but I've found that when I try to go back into psychedelics before I've integrated, they're just like, nah, nah, girl. <laughs> like that's, that's why, yeah, me and acid, like she literally, I'll like do it like, just look at acid and she's like, all right, well, this is going to take about um, five years to integrate. No, that's, that's dramatic. But like, yeah, she definitely serves it to me. Yeah. She says, if you're not ready, come back later. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I like um, how you were talking about, you know, you have your best friend and you know, there, there's nothing in this world that beats like a close, close friend, mm -hmm. but there is something so special about community, just being surrounded by multiple people and just knowing that like, you know, this is possible, like existing in a community is possible because we are all social creatures. You know, humans, we're meant to live in community, but it's hard when we look around and we don't feel um, held by the community, you know, by society, by what the world has created. And I think that music festivals and like, like rave families and that whole thing allows us like a peek into like an ideal world. Yes, yes, I totally agree. And it's so interesting because as you were saying that, I, I was thinking of, when I was in that Ellis dream set and just being so overwhelmed by like, I'm just around a bunch of star seeds that don't even necessarily know that. Yeah. Um, but I love, you're right, the human aspect of it too. Um, and it, it, it sort of blends that ideal world with, I guess, like I said, the embodiment of the real thing. And it just, it's a great way to figure out how to bridge it in real life. Mm. And especially I think when you have it over like a weekend and it's it's so great that there's like a variety in the amount of days I could gosh about festivals forever <laughs> like literally and I feel like that's what we um that's what we always like say we go and then we're like wait we don't want to leave why can't we just live at a festival and it's low-key like we kind of can like of course we're not going to party 24 7 but we have our own you know camps we have our home homes and then we go into the community we go to like the music, the healing, like the food, like we're all part of like a big tribe. And then we like interact with other tribes. Like it is, it is a reality, you know, of course it's not this reality. No, but I mean, I think the more that you choose to surround yourself with mm. things that are at least close to it and within that vibration, you can create that reality more and more. Like, I think that's, um, one of the things that's really cool about manifestation work is realizing that once you mm -hmm. can find the feeling inside you, which you can always cultivate, like you don't need that external thing. You just sort of have to think about it and again, just like match your way there and, and just bridge mm -hmm. it. 
um, that that is such a powerful thing. And so like even uh, I have like art from EDC on my walls and mm -hmm. I just make sure to always have like, you know, little things around me that that make me feel. And, and that's, you know, really the entheogenic message again is like following what lights you up. And I think the more you surround yourself with that, uh, I mean, it's it's like, I guess a basic thing, but the more of it you really do attract. Yeah. So I like how you said, um, I follow what lights you up. Would you say that's kind of like a motto? Yes, absolutely. Cool. That's, when did that kind of like come or how? Yeah, that's a really cool story. Um, so that actually started with Gaia. Um, there's a show mm -hmm. called Interviews with ED or Interviews with Extra Dimensionals is the term mm -hmm. um, on there. And there was an interview with this woman named Gita Rose who channels mm -hmm. this being named Bella. And mm -hmm. she is, um, if you research like the Star Seed Worlds at all, she's what's called, uh, she's a Yael, that's her race, mm -hmm. it's like a hybrid race, um, sort of related to the Greys, but also really closely related to us. Mm -hmm. And I ended up having my own session with her. I like gifted myself for my birthday Ooh. a few years ago. And it was like, just epic in all ways. Um, mm -hmm. But the message that she really, kept giving to me so well first of all this is something that is like really of their race um it's like a mm -hmm. sort of a hybrid mentality mm -hmm. um it's called the formula and basically the formula is literally like the mechanics of how to manifest and how to create the life you want and more than just like an idea or like this like mm -hmm. law of attraction thing it's like actually physically how this works and the first step of it is to follow what feels exciting and to let that mm -hmm. lead you. Mm -hmm. And when you follow it all the way through, as far as it can go, it, mm -hmm. it will start to lead you to the synchronicities. And mm -hmm. it's interesting because I didn't feel, even with the mushrooms experience, I fell into the ET thing and the starseed thing so quickly because that felt like family to me and that felt like home so much so fast mm -hmm. um, that it's like learning about all of this has helped me to learn more about grounding and helped me to appreciate that more and has helped me to learn about embodiment if that makes sense like I'm really mm -hmm. passionate about this idea of bridging realities and like mm -hmm. the reality that you want and so that's really where that started I mean there was even um for anyone that's interested in this uh she let me know that when we, <clears throat> excuse me, when we decide to ground our counterparts that are also on ships, they have mm -hmm. a technology on the ships that <clears throat> when they um, take like samples of like sand and earth or whatever from our planet, they can reproduce mm -hmm. it on their, sh their ships. And so they're doing the same thing at the same time as we are. So it's a way for yeah. us to connect in with our counterparts. And that was like the only thing that got me into grounding. Otherwise I could not be convinced. <laughs> She's an alien witch, huh? Literally. So <laughs> that one changed my life. Yeah, that that's really cool. Do you specifically resonate with like a um like a race or a breed of um like extraterrestrial beings? Yeah, I mean there's a few, but I would say mostly Arcturian and then this hybrid yeah. Yael. Really? Um, you really relate to them? I, yeah, and I would say arguably more, so I, I've been told that I originate from Arcturus, mm, but I feel true. like maybe my most recent iterations were with this hybrid lineage, because like every time I dive into all of that, I just, 
it just like turns me the fuck on, honestly. I feel you. Um, it, and I know that I, I think I've had some family involvement as well with those projects and I, I haven't mm-hmm. really gone too deep into exploring that yet. She sort of just planted the seeds in that conversation for mm-hmm. me. Um, but even just learning about it myself, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And it feels like the future really. And again, just that, that That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that um, in my own exploration of kind of like my galactic roots, you can like kind of originate somewhere, but then almost feel so connected to other places, you know, like I definitely know that I originated in Arcturus, but then I feel so like almost like my purpose in this lifetime is related to the Palladium mission, you know, and I feel so connected to that in other places, but um, it's kind of like, I don't know, so many past lives that we've had as humans and then we um, live in different countries, you know, so maybe you resonate with, um, well, for me, I resonate with Ireland, I resonate with Egypt, and we could have lived those places. Yeah. But um, yeah, for anyone listening, that definitely my own exploration of my galactic roots definitely helped me um, understand myself better and help me feel like I belong. And the more it, and it sounds so out there, you know, so outlandish. And some people are like, that's you know like some like brainwashing bullshit but like when you know you know you know when you hit that like level of level of resonation and truth it's almost like disrespectful to your own intuition to deny what you know literally and I mean brainwashing is a very I was gonna mm. say subjective thing but you know you want to look at what's the actual brainwashing going on and I think once you start to free yourself it it just sets yeah. everything else off you know and the people that are ready for it are, are the, and everyone has their own journey and that's okay. And that's all part of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What you're drawn to makes sense for you. It's not going to make sense to the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. If, if, you know, if that's not the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Never it's all about it. the personal journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm also curious how um, your journey with psychedelics has improved your manifestation abilities. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, well, I would say even my most recent experience has, um, made the biggest impact on on it so my most recent psychedelic experiences well let me start with the beginning (laughs) okay so like I said in the beginning I think it was very much um feeling the vibration of acid which to me feels very 5d um Mm. really helped me to start bridging that energy in real life and helped me to start figuring out what I do want because I think for a while I was really clear on what I didn't want but I didn't understand how to like reverse that Um, and so acid really helped me to start doing that. Um, and especially with it being brought in like by this Ray family that I have, which is now like my actual family, you know, that, that, um, that really helped me to raise my vibration, which, you know, that already does so much. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I had also a challenging past few months and I was experimenting with psychedelics during that time. And uh, that was sort of when I learned that like, you can't, go back into it unless you're integrating the thing in real life like it just mm. um and I mean I was having mushroom experiences where I was like getting suicidal and like really mm-hmm. come up and that this was bigger doses and this is why I'm like I, again, I and, it, and it all helps you know you to learn what works for you but anyway yeah um so my most recent experience with acid which to this point I I had only had like positive experience with positive experiences with more than challenging ones um we went to go see flux pavilion this was actually this past friday <laughs> and i love flux pavilion so good. and i was so excited because i'd never seen them before you know it was like a mm-hmm. dream 
And yeah, I was going with some of my close friends, as well as my boyfriend and his cousin, who just turned 18. And I was really excited to take him to his first show. Mm. Um, and I mean, he didn't know I was tripping. I, f- I felt like I didn't want to get mint that or anything. Mm-hmm. Yet. Um, yeah. But um, I took, so the tabs that I have are like, not uh, double dipped or twice as strong, but they're kind of like one and a half. Mm-hmm. And the thing with being passionate about psychedelics and like calling yourself a psychonaut is like, you do always just want to explore and see like where it's going to go no matter what. And so it's sort of on instinct. Mm. Um, So I cut the tab in half um, and I ended up taking both when I shouldn't have basically. Mm. And so long story short, we needed to leave like an hour into the show before Flux even got there, which has never happened before. I was so like, I mean, I didn't get too deep into it, but I was definitely feeling bad. Um, and my boyfriend was amazing about it. He got us out of, out of there so bad. I, I, and I also knew that I didn't need to feel bad about it. Like I knew that I think his cousin was also good with the amount of time that we had there. I mean, it was, yeah. And I'm sure he's not a flux stand, you know, (laughs) it was, it was fine. Um, but we got back and I was tripping so hard, like needing my boyfriend to like set up like trolls for me on the TV. And like, you know, I, I was there. Um, and after they fell asleep is when I started having a hard time, which this is what's happened to me the last time with psychedelics. As soon as I'm like mm-hmm. by myself, even if my boyfriend's there physically, it's like, I need the, the presence. Companionship, yeah. Um, and that's not something that I think I was really aware of until more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started going down rabbit holes, basically around uh, my family healing, which is not very hard for me to do. Um, but mm-hmm. I knew that like, if I didn't do something to intervene, I would have ended up where I was with mushrooms. And I didn't want that to happen because mm-hmm. I respect acid too much. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I just didn't want to, you know, let that happen. And so I remembered at one point that I have all of these resources. I think that in itself is a very profound realization. Like I have all these resources that I've cultivated for things like this, because that's what I do in real life. And mm-hmm. I'm not prepared. <laughs> Um, Wait a minute. I'm a psychedelic. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, right, I'm a badass bitch. I'm a manifesting bitch. Like I know exactly what I'm doing because this is <laughs> my waking life. Um, so it's fine. Um, and so one of my mentors that I've followed for the last at least four years now that just helps me with everything is Gala Darling and her um, sort of thing is EFT tapping, but it's also law mm-hmm. of attraction, but from a very specific, like positive like radical self-love oriented language and so I remember that I had her book sitting on my desk and so I made my boyfriend go get it for me I put one of her like 45 minute long tapping tracks in the background on loop and I literally rewired my brain which I've like I've had experiences with this at the music festivals where I'm like doing it through experience but as someone that loves to research and I think for so long was only doing researching more than the physical Mm -hmm. experience this really blended that Mm. and I was able to pull myself out of it. And honestly, since then, and I mean, already first, I think since like Leo season, I've been doing great. Like I am a Leo moon. Um, But my motivation has been through the charts to the point where like I've done more in the last six days than I have in the last six months. Really? Productivity Mm -hmm. and and getting my shit together. And after you rewire that ish. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. And I didn't know that that was going to turn into that kind of experience, but I'm so mm-hmm. grateful. <laughs> and that's the magic of psychedelics though. It's like, it's all, it always gives you what you need. 
Literally, I was just going to say, you know, you think that it's going to like be a bad experience or like, oh, I shouldn't have done this, but they have such a funny way of always giving you exactly what you need. Yeah. And I, I feel like they give you what you need and then being intentional about it will help you get what you want. Mm. And that's sort of the magic formula. So let's talk about integration a little bit. So for some um, people listening who, you know, maybe want to start implementing their integration process or are not even familiar, what does that look like for you? Is it the same with every substance? Um, a little bit. I think it's always a very intuitive process. So it's going to look a little different for mm-hmm. every experience, no matter what. But I would say the biggest things are physical embodiment. So literally taking the time to like do whatever physical activity feels best for you so that you can like mm-hmm. soak the information through your body because that mm-hmm. physical aspect is everything. And I think that will get you over any mental hump that you would otherwise mm-hmm. have. Um, literally just physically changing your state. Yeah. Um, journaling is awesome. And sometimes mm-hmm. just taking the time to like, you can either look up questions and that can be helpful to get you started, but sometimes just like taking some deep breaths and literally putting your hands on your heart and just tuning in and feeling whatever comes up and just going with that. Yeah. Is really helpful. And then honestly, what I'm finding now is once you've done all of that and you sort of gathered yourself together and you've processed through the information, make an actual plan and then like mm-hmm. just do it. Like literally just five, four, three, two, one, do it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't think about it, just do it. Yeah, that it can be easier, you know, easier said than done, but also that's really, really the key. Mm. I like how you talk about the um, body kind of part of it, the physical part of it. One of the reasons that I think mushrooms are so helpful um, to opening up especially because you can do all this inner work and you can come to all these realizations but the way I visualize it is like there's this energetic layer of like almost that shedding around you you know and so then it's just going to be in your energetic field until you know you release it and that's why I think mushrooms are helpful with that and also breath work is really helpful for me shedding those layers yeah literally just the physical thing to clear it out Mm -hmm. And then integration looks like to me almost like um, like a sponge cake or like something seeping into it. And then because, you, you know, you can pull that stuff from the ethers and you can see it, but then kind of really having it settle in your field and settling in your body is when it's going to, you know, like that embodiment that we talked about. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And I mean, I think like I said, where the physical part comes out to go back to it and and push the point, but it's like, even thinking about the sponge cake uh, Mm -hmm. analogy, I think it's so important to like strengthen whatever the thing is that is coming in, because especially Mm -hmm. for those, most of us that are going towards psychedelics are, are doing it for healing, whether we know it or not. Yeah. Um, Once we start getting conscious about it, it's like you, when you realize that it can actually help you to restructure your entire life mm-hmm. really, and yeah. start to structure it in a way that's authentic to you mm-hmm. um you know you want to strengthen that structure and and, the, and that is with mm-hmm. like you know repetition and with like doing whatever things are in your plan to keep it going because you mm-hmm. like even if we can't feel good all the time um we can still have fun and functional at the same time and that's yeah, yeah. I think such a good thing that we can pull from actually integrate it into our physical experience yeah yeah uh recently I've been kind of focusing on uh developing my masculine side more you know being more productive being more disciplined 
Um, I don't know if you know your human design type, but I'm a manifesting generator. So you. it's very much, you are too. Well, that's so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I want to be productive, but this um, like going hard in the paint does not work for me. And so someone recently said to me that like, the more you focus on your embodiment, then that natural flow comes in, you know? So the work that I really need to put into is myself. And then all of a sudden, all the productivity just flows. Yes. Yeah. And it's allowing for your own flow. I would really recommend if you've never heard of her and for anyone listening to this, that's also a manifesting generator, Gabriella Rosie's work, um, mm-hmm. literally just Gabriella Rosie on, on Instagram is completely centered around your own creative flow and working from that. And, mm-hmm. and um, it really blends the masculine and the feminine in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a creative aspect. So it feels a little bit easier because I, I feel like I'm not alone in, in relating more to my feminine side and finding that just easier to sort of relax into. Um, but she really helps you to get to that masculine side in a way that doesn't feel so like harsh. Going against the grain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, girl, you need to get it together. But then my whole being is like, we're not like that. Like no, we're stop? not there. Yes. <laughs> Literally. No, and it, but it's a blessing when when you can sink into your own flow and just allow for mm. all of it. Yeah, because I do love getting things done. Like, I mean, everyone likes getting things done because it's the physical manifestation of our own magic, you know. But I think that because this this society is so fast paced, we have a confused idea of you know productivity, which is normal. Yeah, and what balance actually is. <laughs> yeah, true balance. Balance is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So is there any like topics that you'd like to share about or any of your offerings that you'd like to share to anyone listening? Um, I will definitely say to keep an eye out. I'm going to have some meditations coming. I'm going to have some free services coming, free coaching um, all around. And theogenic embodiment is uh, really the term that I'm leading with here. Um, So Mm, uh, interested, just follow my Instagram because that's where it's going to be sort of centered to start. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely include um, your Instagram in the bio and everything. And then I have a few questions that I ask at the end as a routine. So if you say, if your face was like broadcasted to 7 billion people in the world, what would be one piece of advice that you would give everyone? And then after that, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? I would say for the entire planet, Follow what lights you up, stop focusing Mm -hmm. on what other people are doing and figure out what's going on inside so that you can figure out what lights you up and follow that authentically. Mm -hmm. That's gonna feel the world. And then for my younger self, I would say your own opinion comes first, your desire for more is valid and that's what you need to follow first the adults in your life are not god <laughs> yeah yeah definitely it's that you are yeah. all right well thank you so much for being on this podcast episode and um sharing all of your wisdom and being vulnerable with us i'm really excited um to kind of like share what you're going to be serving i think um i literally keep saying the word <laughs> wrong but ethnogenic just going to go with that for now embodiment is something that this world so needs so I'm really thankful that you know you're tapping into your own flow and being able to give that to the collective oh thank you so much that means so much it's such a pleasure to 
get to know you and I'm so looking forward to seeing what comes from you as well. It's a pleasure oh, to you. be here alongside you. <laughs> thank you. All right, well, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry about that little interruption in the middle of my sister, but um, all of Emily's like links and everything will be in the um, bio. And you are so awesome. You are so loved and you are so capable of creating the life that you desire. Until next time. Peace.